bum bum bottom 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 bum
in a few short decades, <laughs> you're going to chat with Todd McFarlane and Greg Capullo. Uh, I mean, he wouldn't know who Greg Capullo is at the time, but Greg Capullo <laughs> would become a huge figure a few years yes, later for yes. me when he took over as the Spawn artist. And actually, you know what? I probably did know who Greg Capullo was at the time because of the X-Force comics. That's right. Um, and Quasar. I was reading Quasar because Wizard Magazine told me to. Mm-hmm. So I did know who Greg Capullo was at the time. And yeah, so if I, if, if I would love to go back in time, ask that kid, what do you think about this? Uh, his head would probably pop and I wouldn't be here. You know, mm. it's 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 very, very um, meaningful uh, for me to chat to Todd McFarlane and Greg Capullo. I, I, and I hope our listeners will enjoy the conversation as well. And just to like bookend that experience, we were just at New York Comic Con and Todd McFarlane was there and he still has a line that will not quit. Yeah, and Greg Capullo too. Uh, and we, you know, we uh, chatted very briefly to Greg and Scott Snyder at their table. And, you know, Scott Snyder being the cool guy that he is. He always warmly <laughs> welcomes us well, and, not, it, and it never not cheeses us. And, and he he tries to convince Greg to come on our podcast. He's like, no, they've got a really great show. It's one of my favorite shows. And Greg's like, yeah, yeah, well, I'll come on, I'll come on. And I always hear that. I go like, you promised now, Greg, <laughs> but also half-heartedly not believing it. And then right. here we are a couple weeks later and Greg Capullo's on the show. It's yeah, wild. wild. Now, I personally have read more Greg Capullo books than I've read Todd McFarlane books. Well, I mean, you weren't obsessed with comics as a little kid the way that I was. <laughs> well, I mean, in the 90s, I was like, for most of it, a pretty little kid. And everybody, our regular listeners know that I didn't read comic books until I was like in my late teens, early 20s. So. Yeah, and so you've experienced Capullo through, I, I think primarily through his Batman 100%, comics. 100%, yes. Yeah, yeah, and in The Court of Owls, is a masterpiece. Yes. You know, it's in my top five Batman comics of all time. When preparing for this interview, I was like reading other interviews with both McFarlane and Capullo. And one of the things Capullo said about um, having to like bang out these pages for Spawn Batman is that he's so well known for his pencils now that he doesn't get to take any shortcuts. Like, so he doesn't get to go, go just like put a big, X where the blacks go. Like he has to meticulously shade everything. And that is 100% Batman's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although. And we want those pencils. So too bad, friend. <laughs> but what's, what's great about McFarlane and Capullo, as you'll hear in this conversation, is that they know each other so mm -hmm. well that there are inherent shortcuts that they can take because they can trust and rely on each other as a pencil inker team. And yeah, so Spawn Batman, the, the return, like the new Spawn Batman, it's a huge deal. Uh, it was announced back in 2006 at the San Diego Comic-Con, but apparently it's taken all these years for the lawyers to work out the contracts. And that's why it's now coming into fruition in 2022. And once the green light happened, they had to go, go, go. I found that a lot of the narrative around this upcoming Spawn Batman book has to do with the fact that it was announced in 2006 and what happened and where did it go? But if you go to conventions, things get announced and don't happen sure. all of the time. So the true miracle is that it was announced in 2006 and it's actually happening. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I sort of lost faith that it was going to happen. We all did. Yeah, and, and so now to see the pages 
on Todd's Twitter feed, on Greg's Twitter feed, their Instagram accounts. It's like, I mean, it does feel like a mini miracle that it's here at all. And it's easy for me to remember back to the day in 1995 when I went to, I believe it was Joe Gumbinger's uh, Books and Comics in Burke, Virginia. It could have been my shop in Manassas at that point. I'm, I'm losing my timeline a little bit. Uh, it doesn't matter. You don't care. <laughs> uh, uh, but I do remember picking up Spawn Batman, and it was this major event like this upcoming Spawn Batman will be. And it was fun to go back to that comic this week and read it with you and relive those 1995 child Brad emotions. You actually went back to your parents' house and pulled your original Spawn Batman yeah. out of the long box. Yeah, thank you to my parents who... Uh, save everything. Who save everything. That's in, such yeah. an only child thing. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, so I got to pull it out of its carefully like mylard and boarded bag uh -huh. and I open it and the very first thing I do is break the spine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, you know, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, marriage, you have to you have to get used to a lot of heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I dug into this comic. Literally. <laughs> and um, I, like, I never really think about Spawn and Batman in the uh, in the same universe, you Again, know what I mean. You didn't grow up reading Spawn the way that you've recently been obsessing certainly, over Batman. Certainly not. And but like to put those two characters side by side, they are sort of like bizarro mirrors of mm, each other, mm. where they both have they. Well, I mean, everybody does this, but they have taken their senseless past and are using it to create meaning and create purpose in their present. Yes, for Al Simmons, it is more penitential because, you know, he is a hellspawn. Right. And he is being, I guess, punished in a way. Um, and Batman, he was a victim. His parents were victims, and now he is using it for vengeance. But, like, it's hard to not go, like, oh, man, in the right conversation, these two dudes would have a lot to talk about. Which is so exciting about the upcoming Spawn Batman because it sounds like Todd and Greg are really leaning into those parallels. Yeah, so what they're doing is um, there's going to be like events that happen in both Al Simmons and Bruce Wayne's past to create almost like forks in a road where it, it help it like it makes you think oh man if the circumstances were only slightly different yeah al simmons could have been batman and batman could have been spawn but i think like especially in the 94 comic like there is this conversation happening about wealth disparity and privilege. And I was like, wow, this is really just like, and it is of course like a knockdown, punch him up, puke all over the place, weirdly. I mean, that comic. one is written by Frank Miller. Yes, it and is. It's just as Sin City is taking off. And so he's really leaning into hard-boiled dialogue. And there's a lot of like dirty Harry-ism yes. in his Batman. And to me, reading it now in the present, I go like, this Batman guy doesn't come off very well. <laughs> oh, I'm in that book, I'm Team Spawn. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, and, and yeah, and, and, and so... 
it, it was wonderful to revisit. Um, I don't think you necessarily need to revisit that In comic. In fact, I feel like Todd McFarlane is saying, like, if you haven't read it, please don't. Yeah, even the vibe though, that I got. even though they are re-releasing a trade paperback of the original Spawn Batman books. They are. Plus the one that DC Comics published, the uh, War Devil one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in uh, I think it's November 13th? Yeah, November 13th. Uh, and of course, the reason we're chatting with Todd and Greg is that the final order cutoff for the new Spawn Batman is this Monday, mm-hmm. October 23rd. So get hyped by this conversation and then order that comic. So now that we have taken, or Todd has taken, reading the 94 Spawn Batman comic off your to-do list, <laughs> put on your to-do list Revisiting Court of Owls. Yes, because they are going to be a central antagonist in the upcoming series, as are the Court of Priests. And it sounds like there's going to be a third thing that is revealed by the merging of these two comic book universes called The Court. Yeah, so from my research, I would say like, it's like almost like an umbrella, like an Illuminati umbrella that covers both of those things. Yeah, um, but if you're looking for more details on the plot of the upcoming Spawn Batman, you're not really going to find them in this conversation with Todd and Greg. This is comic book couples counseling. We're here for the feelings. Mm-hmm. And that feeling is mostly joy. You're gonna yeah. hear the word joy a lot in this conversation. These two guys are just like, Bursting at the seams, just so excited to do promo together, to be making comics together. And I don't know if you can hear in the background the scritchity scratch of Capullo's sketching instruments, but he was drawing the entire time we were talking. And he was working on the last page of the comic, which he completed last night, which would have been for you guys listening Thursday night. (laughs) Uh, So uh, like when you read this comic, know that during some of those lines, Brad and Lisa are being distracting. I don't think so. Greg (laughs) is a professional. He got the job done, as did Todd, because he was also inking while this conversation was going on. Uh, But yeah, that's the setup. I think we should just uh, stop our blabbering and get on to uh, the interview. What do you say, Lisa? I'm sure y'all's 15 second skip button is getting pretty tired. Greg and Todd, thank you so much for joining us on Comic Book Couples Counseling. We are so thrilled to have you both here. Well, as a marriage in trouble, we're happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, we've been following your progress on social media. We've We've been really excited to see the pages come in. Yesterday, Greg, when you announced that you're on your last page, we, I think, literally cheered. We cheered. (laughs) Uh, I would be curious to know what the emotional experience has been for the two of you to have this project announced in 2006, have to wait a little while, have to wait a long while, but now you've got to grind out some pages. Yeah, well, for me, I mean, being back with Todd is is, uh, is one of the most fun things for me because it's always been my most enjoyable time working in comics just working with my uh good friend and, and partner uh, of many years todd mcfarland and uh and the only thing that's sucking any joy out of it and as you might guess you could rest it all on the shoulders of corporate lawyers that's who ruined mm. everything for us because you know we had this all signed up but they dragged their feet you know crossing the t's dotting the i's 
ate up all of our lead time to where they started by going, Greg, you'll have a leisurely time. You only got to turn in two pages a, a week. It's a go, 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 go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, that's it. You know, I'm a little long in the tooth to be going this hard, but what are you going to do? You got to get the job done. And and when they were worrying about uh, Todd and I in the beginning, I said, listen, you know who you're dealing with? You're dealing with McFarlane Capullo. We get shit done. They go, that belongs on T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And Todd, you're on the side of a mountain yesterday in inking pages. <laughs> yeah. We no, get uh, you done. <laughs> I, I mean, my wife said, hey, you remember we're going to go camping with our friends? And I'm like, oh, yes, I do remember. <laughs> But uh, but I just go yeah okay but I I, I go I, look I can converse with anybody I go but I gotta have my head down I gotta get I gotta get some pages done by the campfire I can't I can't just pull up stakes here I gotta get something done so uh, you know they were they were accommodating and making sure they didn't have to have any eye contact with me but I mean we we're in a beautiful place but I had to finish a couple pages up yep you gotta and, do what you gotta do yeah yeah, yeah. And, and 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 the and the on the friendship part of it that uh, Greg. Uh, was mentioning this morning I got up because I had to take Greg's car because I've been housing Greg's car at my house. Mm -hmm. I had to move it. Yes. So, Greg, so I delivered your car and I even filled it up with gas so you wouldn't get vapor lock. <laughs> That's awesome of you. Thank you. Because <laughs> Greg's in uh, New York and I'm out here and uh, through circumstances he needed a place for his car. And I'm like, I know somebody's got a garage. His name's Todd. He can come. <laughs> Yes, good buddy. I was wondering, is the upcoming Spawn Batman in continuity no. with the 94? Not at all. No. no. And the and the reason, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just oh, no. it's, it's uh it it, it I want to make sure that it's clear that the answer is just no. And the reason is because it was 25 years ago, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm looking at you two. You guys both look young, so it's like, why would I? Why would I try to finish a punchline? to something that you might not have even been on the planet when it came out, right? I, I didn't think it would be fair to the to the new sort of generation of people who want to get excited about this book, that they go, oh, I have to have no prior knowledge. I don't, I don't want you to have to have had prior knowledge. I just want you to get on the roller coaster. You've got your ticket and, and go for a ride. And you shouldn't have to sort of know anything. I mean, they're reprinting those crossovers, but you don't, I mean, other than it'd be nice to read them, you, you don't have to for this story to work completely. What gets me excited about the upcoming comic is that you're putting into the narrative parallel life experiences for Al Simmons and Bruce Wayne, inviting us to think of their lives kind of as forks in a road. And I'm wondering, like, when you play with these two characters, like, what gets you more excited their differences or the ways that they're similar? Um, I would say it was, I, in all honesty, I say, I, I, I think it's the combo. Uh, mm -hmm. and, I, and I said in a couple of interviews and it's true. <clears throat> I think I could write a 20 page book and all it would be is Batman sitting in his lawn chair and Spawn sitting in the, theirs and them having a debate about life and how they see the world and how they deal with it and what's important to them and what their methods are and why they do what they do, like a good, like any good debate, right? Uh, and and you would see that they would agree on some things, and then there would be other topics that they would, you know, ag agree to disagree on. 
And so some of that is going to come out in the book. But again, without being heavy handed, I mean, it, you know, at the end of the day, the, the the book should just be a fun ride. And Greg and I sort of agreed upon that early. We didn't want to bog it down with any deep philosophical meaning. Uh, we could do it, but that's a book for another day. Uh, we just, we go, we got 48 pages and let's just give them a ride. Let's give them their money's worth. And I think there's a few things that should be in an event comic book. And uh, hopefully we're delivering. I know Greg is, I mean, Greg's holding up his part, you know, admirably. So now the question is, I can, so. I, can I, you know, put enough of a story around it to, have people go, man, that was kind of cool. Well, you know, you both have worked with these characters for a long time. And I'm curious about what you get from them today, working on this particular project, especially, you know, bringing these two icons together and smashing them once again into conflict. What do you get out of this experience now that you didn't get, you know, 20 years ago? I think I'm going to jump in real quick, Greg, because Greg's got way more to say on this topic. Uh, uh, my Batman experience is fairly limited. I mean, I can count on fingers, right? Sure. The number of issues I did. So Greg has way, way, way more knowledge of these two characters to be able to speak to that question. Well, I was just going to say that the cool thing for me is, is a couple of things. One is Back when it was announced before, I hadn't done 10 years on Batman. I'd only done, you know, a lot of Spawn. And so, of course, now I'm, I'm very familiar with both characters. Now, to be honest with you, you know, when I got off of Spawn, I was pretty tired of doing so much Spawn. But, um, you know, because there's been such, you know, long road between then and now, it, it's a joy to come back to. It was, it was fun to come back for 300. But this is even more fun because now it's it's got two of the characters I've drawn for you know, combined 20 years. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's great and it's comfortable and it's easy. It's easy on a lot of fronts. I'm very familiar with Spawn, very familiar with Batman. I'm very familiar with Tom McFarlane and the way that we work. And so, man, this is like, if you remove the deadline, this is pure joy is, is the best word to describe it. Just pure joy. And the thing is, when we were collecting, I, I mean, I, I was a big crossover fan, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... I uh, Marvel Two and One and 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 Marvel Team Up and Brave and the Bold. I liked all of them, uh, but but I also liked when there was like big events where you know the Avengers were going to meet the X Men or whatever, or even the odd time cross company stuff, right? Or, or even things like Crisis on Infinite Earth. But yeah. what what never happened in any of those is that, and those are all brilliant books, and they all had amazing artists from uh, on, on them. But what never happened on any of them was that the artist that was drawing it was so deftly known for both characters, right? right. And then, I mean, the, the new generation people who've been collecting 10 years or less might not even know the history of Greg on Spawn. But for those of us that are a little bit long in the tooth, we know that he made his mark. And it's a deep, you know, uh, it's, it, you can't erase the mark uh, on both these characters now. And if I was a kid and, and, and my favorite artist was drawn two books and those two books then collided, shoot, that would have been, that would have been comic book heaven for young Todd collector. Right. And so hopefully people 
you know, are, are will sort of have those same emotions that I know I had. Uh, I don't know what Greg's sort of comic book collecting mentality was, but I know when I was 16, 17, this type of book, I would have been first in line, right? It's like a rock concert coming to town. I'm getting in line. I'm making sure I'm not, I'm, I'm going to get a front row seat. Well, I can tell you that I was there in 94 buying the what? first crossover. Yes. Oh, look, uh, you look good then. Uh, th thank you. you I just shaved your facial hair. I oh, did God. just shave my facial hair. Uh, I, and it was a huge event. And I was so thrilled to buy that comic. And then when this comic was announced in 2006, I was like, oh, you know, a, a new event of the decade. And I, I think you guys are even calling it like the event of the last two decades. And it does feel like that when the comic comes out in December, like I'm just as excited as I was when I was 12 years old and I picked up that first book. <laughs> That's awesome. yeah. well, the, the other thing too, is that, you know, since those intervening days, as Greg mentioned, he, he got a decade of Batman that makes him Batman guy. And, um, you know, even some of the characters were used in the quarter owls. Those are fairly recently new. So, you know, the original one, we went to the sort of tried and true, which I still think there's a story there. Uh, of, you know, Batman has his sort of court jester and 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 Spawn has his in, in the form of the clown. And that somehow if you cross pollinate it. Yeah. Two characters. And 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 I was also going to touch in that story some of the things I'm touching on here, which is their similarities and or their differences, right? Mm -hmm. um, because you know, at first blush, you just look at their similarities because they're both dark, gothic, moody characters with big capes that come out at night, right? Yeah. So, I mean, bam, bam, you've got them in a box. So now the question is what what makes them different given that they seem to be the same creatures of habit what what are some of those differences and oh by the way whatever the answer is and here's the piece of it is that whatever those differences are they've worked for both of those characters mm -hmm. because they're both still alive and survive this, these wars against you know evil for decades so there's no part of the conversation is there is really no right or wrong, right? It works for you. You do you. I'll do me, right? And 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 don't worry about what our methods are. Let's just go get the bad guys. So. Mm. You speak with tremendous empathy for your readers. You really want to kind of fulfill their wishes and expectations for a Batman Spawn comic. But I'm curious about like your self-expression, like, what is it that you want to share or say in a Spawn Batman comic? Well, again, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't want to get heavy handed, which is why I had some broad strokes of the story. But the first thing I did when, you know, we sort of made the deal with DC, which seems weird, we made a deal and I didn't have the story. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I got on the phone to Greg and asked Greg what he wanted, what he wanted to draw. If there's any characters, what he wanted to do. I mean, why not? Right. I'm, as long as I was, as long as I was, look, look at if, if part of the story is showing their similarities and their differences, does it really matter whether they're fighting the penguin or they're fighting the clown or they're fighting, you know, the court of hours or they're fighting Jason Wynn? I, I, I can get there. I don't care who's in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I, I can put those two together. But what was more important, like uh, Greg was saying, it was just 
Greg, we got two badass characters. You've drawn them. We can have, and we got 48 pages. Let's like, we want to enjoy it too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I mean, as much as we want the fans to, you know, nobody wants to hunch over the board like you can see Greg doing right now and, and, and it'd be a slog for mm -hmm. them. Right. We wanted, we wanted to come up with stuff that would make us sort of giddy ourselves. So we were tossing ideas back and forth. What's funny is because I was like, probably like the midway through the, the pages and Todd goes, and now the fun stuff starts. And I'm going, <laughs> what do you now? It starts. It's been a blast from the first page on. So uh, yeah, this is wall to wall. Good times here. So yeah, there's never been anything where you go, Oh, cripe. I, I really dread having to draw that stuff. You know, it's just, just been a, like, again, the word joy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, 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 to, add, to add to that, just mm. if you don't mind. No, please. I also didn't want, because a couple people have asked, like, oh, is there going to be a bunch of Spawn villains and then a bunch of, you know, DC and or, uh, you know, Batman, Gotham villains? And and again, the answer is no. In, but it was intentional because, you, you know, people are buying a Batman Spawn book, right? And the title is the two characters. And I, I, I thought it would be a bit remiss on my part if, I distracted those 48 pages because I had to set up five bad guys, right? And and then and then I wouldn't really even have time to do a lot with it. So it was like, no, right? I mean, do we do we have a lot of visual winks to a lot of the characters in both of those universes? Yes. Um, are they overly prominent? No. Do we want to focus on Spawn Batman first and foremost? Yes. Why? Because that's the title of the book. And, uh, and again, just like when I had the Brave and the Bold or, you know, Marvel team up, if it was, you know, Spider-Man with Iron Fist or if it was Batman with Green Arrow, I, I wanted to see those two guys in action the most. Mm. And who they were beating up at times was almost inconsequential. Uh, mm. I just want to see the two interact and how did they bounce off each other? Mm. So, so we, we, we lay a lot of stuff in there. As a matter of fact, at the end, I got on the phone with Greg and said, hey, you know, part of this idea is I want to I want to give weight to something that's really important in the Batman mythos, but I don't want to show it. Right. <laughs> so so mm. so now we have to have the conversation of how do we talk about the rogues gallery and about some heavy things in the mythology without you having to draw a million little people. I mean, he did it in metals and he did it brilliantly withdrawn everybody. And I didn't want Greg to have to endure that. Uh, Yay! <laughs> yeah, I know how hard that is. So it's like, it so how, how do we still get the weight of all of that being present, but not have to draw it in a bunch of panels, right? Mm. And so, so the question is, that those become artistic decision-making, uh, decision storytelling. And so that's some of the fun Greg and I have had, just sort of sending uh, texts back and forth, emails, con uh, you know, phone calls, just go, hey, how are we going to get through this visual problem here? Mm. Now, before we get out of here, I'd like to get a little more insight into your collaboration and your process. You know, I think I was reading in the Comics Beat uh, interview that the two of you did, you compared uh, Todd to you know, Stan Lee and you to Jack Kirby, uh, as in your process, oh, well, in terms of the process, in terms right, of process, right. in terms Certainly of process, not in stature. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but like, look, can you, 
give a little more elaboration on what that process actually looked like in the early stages of this book? Well, right. I mean, the, Todd is always, I mean, historically, we, we've, he's given me very little. I mean, he, he has distinct ideas. Like he might say something like, oh, it opens with, you know, little pieces of paper flying on the wind. We find out it was somebody ripping up, you know, a note or whatever. You know, he, ha he has that. But uh, Todd has also gone, you know, give me three pages of this or that, you know, and give me a little room on the third page because I got a lot to say. Uh, th this has been, uh, you know, all written out is uh, mostly as opposed to in the early days, you know, he phoned me up and I'd record the conversation or jot down notes. And uh, but the thing about it, this one is uh, he gave it to me such piecemeal. He never had it like I go. All right, Todd, I finished. I need a couple more pages to draw. OK, I'll have it to you by the morning. And, it, and he'd be, you know, OK, he's spawning by, you know, whatever happens. Three more, three more pages. <laughs> <laughs> so very loose. And, you know, and uh, if a scene didn't work for whatever reason, I just go, I think I'm going to do it this way. And it'll still, you know, get you where you need to go. But I have to change these things. And he's do it. You know, just do it. So everything's just very loose. And, and you know, uh, I know you asked about this project in, in, in particular. But, you know, when he came to my place in Sedona to talk about Spawn 300, you know, he's why I bring up uh, Stanley and Kirby is because I heard that Stan would get up on a desk and whatever and act out scenes. And Todd was acting out stuff with the facial expressions in there. In his chest and, ah! <laughs> so, you know, it's all of that, you know, uh, we're very much like two stupid kids, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> who like comic books <laughs> acting, uh, not our age, you know, huh. and so that's what it is. It's just very loose and there's nothing rigid, nothing's full script where you go and, you know, all this happens, here's all the dialogue and here's, you know, you know, there's none of that. And because he's also an artist, a visual guy, he understands what will and won't work on paper. So there's there's no me spending three days trying to figure out how to make something work on paper. Uh, it just works, you know. So it's it's a lot less effort uh, working with Toddy. And the thing is, you know, the opportunities to do a book like this, to enjoy it, to work with a friend, to work with not only a friend but also a peer who I think is at the top of our industry. All of that, I mean. Those opportunities don't happen that often. I mean, I wish they did. I wish every month was, is, is uh, Greg was saying, it's sort of as joyful, you know, as, as the previous month. But, but again, once you get a little bit older, which Greg and I are, that you realize that your moments of being able to have this sort of unadulterated boyishness uh, come back uh, to the forefront are, are going to be limited. Right as as time goes by, because we you know we've got to get our work done, and and you you can't you can't take your work and mix it with, oh my gosh, this is like the best coolest issue ever. So uh, we're, we we're fortunate enough that we we're still relevant after you know decades, um, that we're still friends, and and we've got our skill sets still, you know there. Greg's continues to grow. I mean. Uh, part of the, the joy for me, besides working with Craig, because it, it, it is, it's like putting on a, a, a you know, a pair of slippers that are nice and cozy and warm, and it just happens that that quickly. Because um, people go, what's your method? And it's like, I don't know, it just 
taught him great. Like, I don't know. We, I don't we never thought about it. It just was. But the, the, the fun to me is either when he emails the new pages or I get them in the mail and I'm seeing them for the first time because I'm giving him loose story ideas, you know. And so to use Greg's example, there might be a note that needs to be ripped up and blown off into the wind and we can get. But the question is, what I let Greg do is you can have the freedom as to how and when the page gets ripped up. As long as the page gets ripped up, I need that because that's part of the story and the structure of the story. So when I open up the, the emails and the FedEx packages, I'm like a kid. I'm like a kid on Christmas Day because I don't know what's going to be on those pages, in all honesty, because I'm just giving them such, such loose stuff. I don't even know. And I'm the dude writing it. And so I open it up and I go, oh, man. Oh man, and, I, and and what's fun is that when I see those pages, I go, oh, they're gonna have a heart attack when they see this page, right? Because gonna... the, the thing the thing about what we do, and 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 to say first off, Todd and I both come from a Marvel Comics training background, which you know worked from plot, and so you know we were given the skill set, you know, we were taught and handed the tools on how to build a story, you know, and so you could give. Uh, you know, 10 directors, the same screenplay, but you'll get a, a slightly different movie back from each of them because there's a lot of different ways to get there. And Todd always just goes, here's what needs to go. And I might direct it in a way that, you know, is different than he thought of or different than he had written, but it gets you there. You know, it's like uh, you have so much information and you could choose what to feed the reader at, at what point. You could work it from backwards, sideways, upside down, whatever. I actually, so that's I actually, where your personality comes. It's part of the process. I actually like having to react to Greg's pages or yeah. any artist, any artist page. I don't give full scripts to anybody. I like to react to pages because if Greg gives me a guy saying, you know, he's got a frown on his face when it's sort of the close-up or he gives me something that's got a smirk on his face those are two different lines i have to now go oh this one looks like he's angry this one looks like he's being a smart ass and then there might even be one where he's got a slight smile on and might that one might be sarcastic right mm -hmm. or whatever um so so to me i just go oh what has he got on the page so what are the characters doing what's their acting Oh, okay. So if they're acting in that sort of mentality, then this probably would be closer to what they would be saying at that moment, right? Mm, and yeah. and so I'm not locked into, and and you know, I I know that maybe many writers find that discomforting, but I'm not locked into the characters having to act away. I mean, I think most directors will tell you, if you've got a good actor, they'll say, hey, I'm going to give you a take like this and then and then roll the cameras again i want to give you another take with another sort of attitude right and 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 i think good directors just say have at it you know do it do it do what you got to do do what comes natural what you think your character would be doing go 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 um and I'll, we'll just we'll just work with it so greg storytelling is impeccable so i know that's never going to be a problem i mean it's usually my biggest comments to other artists Hey, this isn't clear. This isn't clear. So the rest of it is just, just enjoying the process and, and 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 crossing our fingers and hope that there's more than just two of us, Greg and I, that are enjoying this book so far. <laughs> uh, totally, totally. Well, that passion and joy, uh, and your relationship is there on the page. We we can see it already in the preview pages 
Uh, we're extremely excited for the book to come out in December and uh, we'll be first in line to pick it up. Thank you so much for joining us in this chat. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go shave. <laughs> take care gentlemen thank you so much uh, our pleasure yeah there's our conversation with greg capullo and todd mcfarland boy you know the the my outro of that conversation kind of bugs me you know todd had a hard out he was off to do an ama i believe and, you know, the publicist is on the other line of that conversation. And I'm getting little messages from them saying, you know, like, you got to wrap it up five minutes. And, 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 you know, Todd and Greg, they, they gave us a great answer, that final answer. Uh, but then it's like, oh, I really got to wrap it up. And then I just like spew out my last few sentences. I really rush <laughs> saying goodbye. And I wish I had slowed down just a little bit. But I'm not going to beat myself up about it because this was such a pleasure. We were so completely spoiled by the amount of time that they gave us, especially with their super busy promotional schedule. And finishing up those last pages of Spawn Batman. Yeah, we really got to thank both Greg and Todd, but also DC Entertainment for setting this up in the first place. I, 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 I can't even... <sighs> there are no words to express how unbelievably delighted we were when we got that message from DC Comics and we got to chat with the folks over there. And I, I, I hope this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship between CBCC and DC. And you're going to hear a lot more great conversations in the near future with some really rad comic book creators. Do you have any final thoughts about this amazing conversation that we got to have? My biggest takeaway from the discussion is the relationship between Todd and Greg. Uh, they are genuine friends. Mm. And that is something that you read about and you hope is true. But to actually hear that like love between them come out through this conversation is really inspiring. And it is everything you want it to be. So just being able to witness that was really wonderful. Yeah, it just really sounds to me like they are living the dream. Yeah. Like, I go back to my question about, like, well, what do you want to get out of this experience of making this? Like, you're talking about what the fans want all of the time. What do you want? And to me, the impression I get is they just want to make a comic that is easy for them, natural for them to create exactly what they want to see in a comic. They just want to have fun with Spawn and Batman and their good friend. And the idea of like, what do you want to get out of it? Not just what you want the readers to get out of it. You can't separate the two for Todd. Yeah. You know, it's really important that the audience loves the comic. And that is the goal. That is what he is succeeding for his own self-worth, ha having us enjoy his books. I think that I personally sometimes forget in my conversation about comics is that like, you know, they're supposed to be fun. Like I get, <laughs> like I, I get into comics conversations and, and I'm talking about like, what lessons can I extract? And like, what... Like, what is the moral of the story? What is it trying to say to me as a person? And, uh, and like, in one of the interviews preparing for uh, this this conversation, like, re like, I knew going in, like, Todd 
doesn't like to think too hard about the meanings of his comics or he doesn't like the idea of overthinking things. And I'm like, oh no, that's my whole thing. Yeah, well, we've encountered that a lot though, right? Yeah. There are creators that don't want to dwell on the life lessons of their books, the thematic elements of their books. Uh, and, and every time you encounter a creator that's not that's just not the way that their brain works, you're always like, <laughs> but 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 I think that's essential to who Todd is. Yes. You know, he wants to put out a rad, cool comic book, and that's what he does. That's the mission. And it's on us to go like, oh, what I see in this Spawn mm -hmm. Batman comic is a conflict between, you know, the 1% and the rest of us, yeah. right? And, and, and I love that about you. And that's what comic book couples counseling is. And, you know, all that stuff that like, we got pretty feely-feely with this conversation with Greg and Todd. And I, I do think it is a discussion that you can't find on other podcasts or websites. I think that, like... At least I hope. That could just be ego talking. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Todd is, is not listening. Well, maybe he is. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I would love it. If he's like, I wonder what they say on the intro and outro. <laughs> That's yeah. not happening. Uh, you don't hi, know. Todd. You I don't know, know, maybe. It I has know. happened with know. other creators, Lisa. <laughs> and then I just fall backwards in my chair. Yeah, no, Lisa um, can't handle it. <laughs> like, I think that, like, the moral of this story of getting ready, prepping for this interview, going through it is like, and then having the conversation with Todd and Greg about like, well, what do you want to get out of the book? What do you want the reader to get out of the book? Is like, once you're holding a piece of art, be it like a comic book or, or a novel or a painting or whatever, like now it's your job to extract your experience out of out of that thing. The your is the reader. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Me as Lisa Gullickson. Yes. Like, even though the creators say, this is meant to be fun, like, fun for me is to think about the wealth disparity well, between Al Simmons and Bruce Wayne. And I think that, like, that informs the story for me. And I think whether the creators like it or not, it informs the, like it informs those characters. Having those two yeah. elements there, having those two dials turned, like shapes the experience for everyone. I mean, a comic out in the world once completed is like a baby. It's left you, right? Yeah, yeah. It's left your body and now it's interacting with the world and you 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 just hope that people accept your your child. Yeah, we it, we we do not have children, so all of that is in theory. <laughs> not in practice with what, the Galaxy. But you know what I'm saying, Lisa. Once created, the comic is now the world's, mm -hmm. not so much the parents. And once created, the comic is now mine, and I get to read it however I want. And as podcasters, we hope those listening are now appropriately hyped for the upcoming Spawn Batman comic, which again has final order cut off this Monday, the 23rd of October. The re-release of the Spawn Batman comics from the 90s comes out on November 13th. Yeah, so if Greg and Todd are meeting their deadlines, you have to meet yours. 
Absolutely. Which means, Lisa, we got to get back to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. My, in my heart, they've never left. Our next episode will be a conversation on the brothers as filtered through the original Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman comics, the Mirage books, issues one through seven. I have just finished my notes on the comic book itself. There is a lot of good sibling stuff there, and I am so excited to just dive right into the sewer. And who will be our love expert helping us discuss the sibling relationship between the brothers? We're going to be using Don Hubner, PhD, <laughs> and the book is The Sibling Survival Guide, Surefire Ways to Solve Conflicts, Reduce Rivalry, and Have More Fun with Your Brothers and Sisters. Every time you do the PhD joke of food, I'm a little confused. <laughs> I know, and, um, and every time I go like, I shouldn't do it this time, and I still do it. Okay, Brad, I have this cleave of a batarang in my head, I gotta go get some shoelaces and lace this thing up. Nice. So where can our listeners send their words of affirmation to you? You can find me on all social medias at MouthDork. If you have words of affirmation for our logo, you can send them to Aaron Prescott at a cool hand fluke. And if you have some words of affirmation for our radical banner art and show poster, send them to Karen Charm at Karen underscore X-Men fan. Lisa, where can our listeners send their words of affirmation to you? I am always accepting words of affirmation at Sidewalk Siren on Instagram and Twitter. If you'd like to spend more quality time with us, you can subscribe to us on Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Google, and Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to get exclusive, <laughs> you can join our Patreon, where you'll get more content, including weekly bonus episodes. If you'd like to reach out and touch us electronically, you can email the podcast, cbccpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website, comicbookcouplescounseling.com, or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at cbccpodcast. You can give us the gift of five stars on Apple Podcasts, and if you'd like to do an act of service, why not write a review of the show while you're there? We are fluent and receptive in all five love languages. It really warms our hearts and helps the pod. So until next time, friends, keep your love tank full. And your psychic rapport open. Do you know who also has psychic rapport? According Spawn. And Batman. Yeah, yeah, they do have psychic rapport. In the Spawn Batman Yeah, they comic, do. Yeah, they, Spawn goes into Batman's head. That's I totally saying. forgot that moment. I was like, hey, that's us. That's us, psychic rapport. Open.